The Lord be with you. Read it from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus came with his disciples into the house. Again, the crowd gathered, making it impossible for them even to eat. When his relatives heard of this, they set out to seize him. For they said, he is out of his mind. The Gospel of the Lord. Even in the midst of pandemics and wars and social tensions and then economic problems, we as followers of Christ should always try to be cheerful. Do you hear me? Uh, we should always try to be cheerful and joyful, even in the midst of the turmoil that the world experiences, that our country experiences, and that um, the world experiences at large. Cheerfulness or joy. And if you don't have it, you should ask yourself, why? Dig deep. Do a good examination of conscience to see what's uh, preventing you from being joyful. Studies have pointed out that basically mothers, we have some mothers here, you determine whether or not your home is going to be a joyful place or a sad, gloomy place to live. It's really kind of up to you. Very rarely did I ever, very rarely did I ever see my mother sad. And she had five teenagers at the same time. Can you beat that? (laughs) Because it's a person that had God within her heart, has God within her heart. A month ago we celebrated Christmas, right? It was a month ago today. See all the biblical passages that manifest joy. The shepherds heard the angels, glory to God in the highest, send peace to men of goodwill. And they went and they saw Jesus with Mary and they rejoiced. They rejoiced over seeing the Christ child. Then the Magi, the Magi, after they were distracted by King Herod, they followed the star and when the star stopped where Jesus was in the arms of Mary they saw and they rejoiced you ever pray the joyful mysteries 
Well, if you pray the joyful mysteries, this is the day in which you pray the joyful mysteries. Mary's yes to the angel. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it done to me according to thy word, was a source of infinite joy in heaven and on earth. And Mary conceived Christ within her most pure womb. Joy. Wouldn't it be a bad idea if you just went through the Gospels and see how often you have joy. This is an interesting one. Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. Right before Jesus says, Come to me, all of you are weary, and I will give you rest. The verse before that it says, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit. He said, Father of heaven and earth, I thank you that you have revealed the mysteries of the kingdom to the little ones. So I'll just rifle some of these biblical verses off the off the cuff. <laughs> What's the most famous story ever written? I'm an English major. I like, I love literature. I'm a writer. I love it. Luke 15. Luke 15. You know what that is? No, Father, we're not Protestants. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I heard you. It's the Father Al Hall called it the lost and found parables. No? The lost and found. The lost sheep, the sheep that's found, the lost coin, the coin that's found, the lost son. And the son that's found is called the parable of the prodigal son. I like to call it the parable of the merciful father. Amen. Huh? <laughs> the parable of the merciful father. What happens when he returns to the father? There's great rejoicing. And the evangelist says there's, there's rejoicing in heaven among the angels. Did you know that? When one repentant sinner returns. I'm experiencing a lot of joy because this whole week I was in, in tension because I'm giving a Mary mission and I launched a uh, general confessions and uh, I was basically the only priest to hear and we got about 250 people that's uh, a lot of gender confessions for one person, no? Yesterday, thanks be to God and through many people's prayer, we, we were able to hear 120 confessions thanks to Rosa and Raquel and our team. And we had six priests hearing confession at the same time. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Just thinking, I, I came back tired. I was there you know, basically from about 2.50 to 7.15 nonstop. Tired because, you know, you're tired of hearing a lot of confessions. It tires. You're not a priest. I am. No? But I'm just, if I had joy, how about those 120 people making the best confessions in their life 
And myself getting priests engaged in that type of work is maybe even more important. Some of you have heard of Father Lanteri. What did he want to do? Form a team of priests to help in getting people to make these popular missions and general confessions. So I'm joyful because I know these people now are filled with joy. Call to mind the works of the Lord. The Bible always teaches us, right? Call to mind. Recall the works of the Lord. There's so many other verses. So many other. One of my favorite, and I give an hour talk on it when I'm given the spiritual exercise, is Luke chapter 24. Don't seek out Luke chapter 25 because there's only 24 chapters in St. Luke, okay? You can hit Matthew, there's 28, but Luke only has 24. The last chapter is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It's the disciples on the road to Emmaus. They started out very sad. You know why? Because they were walking in life without Jesus Christ. Amen? That's why people are sad. They're walking in life without Christ. Then he comes, this stranger, this incognito, (laughs) somewhat disguised, and he's walking with them and listening to them and talking to them. And their sadness dissipated. The dense clouds of desolation dissipated and the sun of God's love and peace radiated in their lives, if I can speak poetically this morning. (laughs) Yes. Jesus cast out the gloom in their hearts and he filled them with joy because he walked with them, he listened to them, he talked with them, he sat down with them, he broke bread with them, He gave them the Eucharist and then he disappeared and they said, weren't our hearts filled with joy as he walked with us and talked with us and broke bread with us. So all of us are called to be joyful. Remember the letter of St. Paul to the Filipinos. It's a beautiful letter. Have you ever read the letter of St. Paul to the Filipinos? I always say that wrong. I have to go back and study my biblical scholarship. Huh? Okay. Philippians 4.4 4. Rejoice in the Lord, I said. Rejoice in the Lord. The Lord is at hand. The Lord, they should see how much you're advancing in your spiritual life. One of my favorite authors is Fulton Sheen. You've heard of Fulton Sheen, right? He says there are three philosophies of life. You want to know them? There's narcissism. Have you ever read Greek, uh, Greek, Greek myths? Narcissism comes from narcissists that was... 
he was looking into the pond and he saw himself, narcissist, and he fell in love with the image of his, himself. That's where narcissism actually comes from, from a, a Greek, from Greek literature. So there's narcissism. Father Broom has coined it in this way. It's called the egotistic trinity. Me, myself, and I. <laughs> Me, myself, and I. I call that the egotistic trinity or narcissism. As Adrian Rogers says, it's not theology, it's meology. <laughs> then he says the second philosophy of life is following rules. Following rules. Maybe you're different from me, but I could never fall in love with a I could never fall in love with a rule book. Maybe you can, no? And the third is allow Jesus Christ to be the very center and motivation of your life. What about you? Are you going to jump into the narcissism club or the rule club or the Jesus Christ club? You sound very sheepish this morning. Hopefully, Jesus Christ is going to be the very center of your life. And I'd like to end with an acronym. Teachers like to throw out acronyms. And it's joy. How do we spell joy? It's a monosyllabic word with three letters, if you're an English teacher. And it's J-O-Y. J-O-Y. This is the proper, proper order. J-O-Y. Jesus first, others second, and you last. So my friends, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Amen.